Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Well, Market View is coming up now with Chua Tian Tian. And what are you talking about uh, today? We are looking to talk about, well, it's the middle of the week, Tim. How about taking a break from all of that U.S. inflation and talk about something closer to home instead? Let's talk about shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we all do have that shopping, uh, what do you call that? Shopping retail therapy that many uh, people sort of subscribe to when they get stressed out at work or at home or just to reward themselves um, for whatever it is that they need to reward mm. themselves uh, for, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, data released just Friday, they showed takings at the till jumping by as much as 12.1% wow. on year. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, considering the inflation right now and the, the whole lot of uncertainties, and they say it's amid higher tourist spending and the easing of border restrictions, Tim. So this is both uh, in, in in whatever you call that, the shops in the, in the, in the shopping malls yes. as well as in the, the e-commerce space. Mm, that's right. And in fact, online sales made up about an eighth of that. So we really want to make sense of all of this. But also, one, I think one point that's important to look at is that um, there's an increase in focus on health and wellness also. And that mm. actually could lead to a changing in the retail scene because we are seeing some of those you know, sports operators, Decathlon, expanding their space. We will be speaking to Ethan Su, the head of retail at Night Frank Singapore. Uh, Mr. Su? Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, Ken-Ken. Hi, it's so nice to talk to you. Um, taking said the tills actually rose in April amid higher tourist spending. Was that within your expectations? Why or why not? Generally, I would say that the retail sales statistics were, for, for April were expected, given that um, the community and border measures were eased during that month, mm-hmm. and fully vaccinated travellers could enter Singapore without quarantine from 1st of April, uh, which brought back the tourist to boost retail spending. And as uh, nightlife businesses as well were able to finally reopen in April after two long years. Mm. Hence, there was a lot of pent-up demand for such leisure and entertainment services. And these were finally able to be expanded, right? So mm. in April, we also saw the Doscon level being adjusted downwards from mm. orange to yellow, which came with lifting of group sizes restrictions, including capacity limits for large-scale events without the need for safe distancing. Uh, Mask wearing for outdoor settings became Mm. optional. And most significantly, the full workforce was able to return to the office. Hence, all of these factors coming together formed a very strong sense of returning to some form of normalcy, which gave rise to higher spending in April. Mm. And if we do look at the numbers, right, the watches, jewelries. And spending at departmental stores saw growth between 28.4 and 31.6% growth. And it does always seem like there's a queue at those watch retailers at the shopping malls, isn't it? So what type of goods saw the biggest growth, big ticket items or general items and why? Yeah, so that's an interesting um, indicator that we saw. With Mm. the watches and jewellery sales, these are typically seen as luxury items Mm. and are indicators of discretionary spending, which gives us some idea that more people are willing to incur more expenses for things that may not be deemed necessary for essential daily living. Mm. And we also saw big jumps in wearing apparel and footwear, as well as food and alcohol sales, which came in at 46.6% and 35.6% year-on-year growth, respectively. So these are sort of indicators that came 
sort of correspondence corresponded to the fact that the community measures were eased. Mm-hmm. People could go out and entertain themselves. They could host parties at home without having any restrictions on the number of guests they invite. So I think they all correlate to some of these um, numbers that we are seeing in April. Mm. Speaking of luxury items, right, I, I know we promised not to talk about inflation over here, but prices are rising. To what extent do you think uh, purchasing those luxury goods uh, is a hedge against uh, rising inflation, Mr. Su? That's a very interesting question. I think um, it's definitely something that people consider when they go out to spend Mm. on certain luxury items, especially for items that could have a potential to appreciate in in its Mm. inherent value in the future. Um, I think they definitely have factored in the consideration for that when they go out to buy some of these items. Um, But in general, we see the luxury items uh, expenditure as more of an indication of the consumer confidence in the economy, uh, especially for the local Singapore environment. Mm. And in Nike Frank's Q1 uh, retail market report, uh, you mentioned or your team mentioned about how more people have turned to adapting their homes to accommodate hybrid working strategies. Others are turning to exercising. So how has that helped retailers in these line of business? Because I do understand Decathlon is planning to expand. So how would that add vibrancy to the retail scene? Yeah, actually, we saw a lot of these sort of athleisure brands um, coming into Mm -hmm. the market, especially during the pandemic, because they really did very well you know, during the pandemic season where people were more conscious of their health, they were spending more money. And this is not just Singaporeans. It, globally, we saw uh, a consistent trend, upward growth in athleisure um, sectors, lifestyle, fitness, mental well-being, all these things coming together to form a very strong indicator for that sector to grow um, actually, on a year-on-year, they are, they are predicting a growth of 5 to 10% each year. And, and actually, that whole wellness industry is now valued at uh, more than $4.5 trillion um, in value. So I think it, this is definitely something that bodes well for our retail scene because we will see more of such uh, athleisure brands coming into the market to create mm. new experiential concepts for the local consumers and hopefully maybe even introduce a few of these new-to-market brands that are doing very well overseas to bring them into Singapore as well. Mm. And so uh, retail spending as a whole has increased, but Mr. Su, is this increase in retail spending, is it even per se across different locations? Because we, we were talking about how it's contributed by tourists as well. So is this spending even among tourist spots and also in the heartlands? Why and what are some implications on that? I would say that the retail spending growth is definitely more uh, apparent in, mm. uh, in the tourist areas and the orchard area is expected to record stronger growth uh, in, their, in terms of rent mm. with uh, increased inflow of travellers into Singapore in the coming year. As, as I mentioned earlier, without the need to quarantine and with the steady increase in cross-border travel, um, the orchard road shopping belt is expected mm. to be boosted in terms of its retail spending right. by ever-growing visitor arrival volumes mm. Therefore, it will support upward rental movement in the second half of this year, especially and well into 2023. In comparison, Mm. the Heartland Malls have seen consistent growth in the last two years 
and have been the major beneficiaries of the work-from-home trend during the pandemic season. Mm. And given that now all workers are able to return to the workforce, the workplace, we should be expecting a slower rate of growth in retail rents for the suburban areas compared to retail rents in the core central region and business districts. Mm. And if you're tuning in, we are speaking to Ethan Su, the head of retail at Night Frank Singapore. Mr. Su, with the ongoing inflation in Singapore, do we expect this increase in retail sales to continue? How long will this last and will it continue into the great Singapore sales season in September or October? Well, typically Q3 in the calendar year, um, it's typically the most, the busiest mm. year for retail sector because yeah. a lot of the major events happen in Q3, mm. you know, with the great Singapore sale, with the S1 race returning, you know, this year, um, you know, National Day celebrations. Uh, so we do uh, anticipate higher growth in terms of retail sales, typically for Q3. Um, and with the current ongoing trend that we see, the uptick trend in terms of the spending, uh, consumer confidence, um, I do think that it will continue to increase. And also having said that, I think inflation is also priced into some of these retail sales mm-hmm. that we are seeing because prices have increased. So for the same item that you're buying, it now clocks in a higher retail sales indication in the, in the tick, you know, in the, in the mm-hmm. counter itself. So all these factors um, will lead to, um, you know, we're projecting it to lead mm-hmm. to continued increases for the rest of the year. Mm. And Mr. Su, I understand that when it comes to shopping, Tim and I were just chatting earlier, um, more people shopping online, it seems. What kind of goods are they purchasing online and what impact could it have on more offerings in future? I would say in general, people are buying a large variety of goods online because they are now gotten so used to online shopping because mm. having people who were onboarded to e-commerce during the pandemic mm. years uh, are now continuing to spend online, even mm. though now the physical shops have reopened. So they are buying everything from consumer products to lifestyle goods like furniture, computer equipment, sports equipment, uh, things to to bring to, to decorate the house, to improve the, the, the quality of life at home because they're spending much more time there with their, their, their family. They're used, to, they're used to a certain kind of lifestyle at home. So we, we mm. see that they are actually spending a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the online sales actually are spread across a wide mm. variety of products. Uh, but in comparison, when it comes to brick and mortar shopping, the, shop, the, the, the consumers actually look for something a little bit more different, like maybe things that cannot buy online. Mm-hmm. So for luxury products, for example, it is unlikely that somebody would buy a, a large ticket item online because they might want to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, what they, they, the actual product actually uh, fits the expectations. Right. And so, so I think that these are the things that we would see in mm-hmm. the malls in future, more experiential concepts, uh, more unique kind of products that uh, people would like to have a personal interaction with before purchasing. And this would actually uh, improve the overall shopper experience that we have at the malls today. Mm. Mr. Su, one very quick last question. Some economists believe that the consumers, they will front-load purchases this year ahead of the higher GST rate adjustment next year. What are your thoughts? Well, I personally am not a person who's mm. in favor of front-loading purchases, especially mm. in today's world. It's highly volatile with the ongoing war in Ukraine. You know, the rising costs 
of our products due to the disrupted supply chain and the shortages in manpower and labor services. Mm. And hence, I, I, I don't, I'm not a person who would front load my purchase and I would advise, you know, anyone who is thinking mm. of doing that to actually be careful. Like I would say buy what you need to for now because um, we are also looking at Expected in price mm. increases due to all those reasons that I've, the inflationary pressures that I've mentioned earlier. So it is always good to be careful. Plan for rainy days ahead. We still have until 2023 when mm. the GST hikes kick in. So uh, this will give us some time to plan for longer term purchases. Mm. So buying what you need indeed. Uh, we've been speaking to Ethan Su, the head of retail at Night Frank Singapore. Thank you, Mr. Su. Thank you, Tantian. Before acting on the information on Money FM, Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.